Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Inside the Buffalo line, and we'll patiently wait things out. Center it up to center. Pass on the wing to flex away from Thompson. Delmo reaching forward in the corner with Olofsson. Here comes Skinner. Thompson has it. Holds it. Scores! Tate Thompson! Oh, that is vintage TNT right there. Patience. And then the release, and the Sabres are doubling up on the Flyers, 4-2. to two. Tage Thompson, the first of his two goals. That one late second period. That was your game winner. It's the play of the game, brought to you by Seneca Sports Lounge. Bet on Buffalo with Seneca resorts and casinos and all of our moments of the game and highlights they've been brought to you by jim stakeout celebrating 40 years of mouth-watering hoagies and chicken finger subs brian colziel back here on the post game sabers win it five to three they sweep the weekend series with philadelphia four three yesterday five three tonight as buffalo gets a big game from victor olivson two goals tage thompson two goals anders bjork a couple of goal or a goal for himself and uh, dustin tokarski pretty solid game uh, in the nets as the Sabres win it by a 5-3 total. A couple of final stats before we bring Paul Hamilton in. How about the shots in the third? 16-10 Buffalo. Over the course of the second and the third period, the Sabres outshot the Flyers 30-18. It ends up 40-35 to in Buffalo's favor. Special teams, we've been talking about it during pregame, during the intermissions. Another huge factor in this matchup. Buffalo 2-2 two two on the power play. Philadelphia 0 of two. Tokarski gets the win, 32 saves. Sandstrom, the loss, 35 saves. Your three stars, Hayes from Philadelphia, star number three. Tokarski from Buffalo, star number two. Victor Olofsson from Buffalo, two goals. Star number one, the attendance at Wells Fargo Center, 14,377. Buffalo won't play again until Thursday in New Jersey, so some time off here. Uh, Buffalo with just four games left. Two home, Two road, the next one again at New Jersey on Thursday night. 
Paul Hamilton now with his thoughts here as uh, we bring him in to break down this one. Paul, uh, another nice win, and players that have continued uh, to be hot as of late continue to be, including Olafson and Thompson, who are a big part of their win here this afternoon. Yeah, they uh, both contributed, but, uh, you know, a good job by the Sabres in the two games. I mean, they they started off poorly in both games, one for a longer period of time than the other. But uh, in this game, you know, they got on the Flyers. Uh, we were talking about this in the second intermission where they were getting on the defense, uh, making it very hard for them to make plays. I don't know if you sense this. I kind of sense the Flyers getting frustrated in this game. You know, because of the Sabres were constantly on them. Every time they turned, there was a Sabre. Every time they went to pass the puck, there was a Sabre. Uh, you know, they got, you know, some breaks, but not too many. I mean, you're going to get some breaks in every game, but not too many. And I thought the Sabres uh, did a nice job in both. I would agree. Paul, even Anders Bjork, the one uh, player that only had one goal. That shouldn't make it seem like it's negative. <laughs> Olsen, two. Thompson, two. Uh, Bjork himself, I thought, had a pretty solid game. He could have actually scored three in this game. He had two other good looks that didn't go in. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, and that's when I was, you know, when we talked in training camp and I was talking about, I really want to see what, uh, you know, where he can go, you know, what he can do. And uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it, it, it was really one of those things where it just didn't come for him and he wound up, you know, playing himself out of the lineup, and rightfully so. You know, once the Sabers weren't injured anymore, he he wasn't good enough uh, to to be able to play. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you know, I don't think one game is going to pull him out of it, and it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in next year, and it could be down in the American Hockey League. Five three Buffalo over Philadelphia, as uh, Paul Hamilton joins me, Brian Colesiel here to break down this one. Paul, the chances in the third were there for both teams, either for Buffalo to maybe pull away or for Philadelphia to get back in it. Uh, Skinner had a clear breakaway early third. uh, And then there was, I want to say, a wild two, three minutes of sequence where it just kind of went back and forth either way. Uh, And then even Philadelphia in the final minute uh, had a puck go up off of Tokarski that was dangerously in the air. Darlene swiped it out. So chances on both sides there in the third. It wasn't... uh, one of those tight checking sort of uh, put the clamps on sort of things. I mean, the shots would indicate that as well, 16 to 10 in the period. So both teams had a chance to possibly, you know, do what they needed to do in the third. Yeah, there were 75 shots in that game. So if you're if you're coaching a defensive style, you're not happy with that game at all. But uh, that's not Don Granado. Don Granado feels that, you know, a good a good game is when you're getting chances, when you're on your toes, when you're playing offensively, and uh, you know that's what he got. I don't think Don Granado would have any problem with 75 shots between the two teams. Mike Yao, I don't know. Uh, you know, you'd have to ask him. But uh, you know, I, I I don't think Don Granado is unhappy at all coaching a five three game. Yeah. Do you remember when Granado took over, Paul? He said. Part of what we have to be is be entertaining. And I know that's sometimes maybe what coaches say when they're first hired because they don't want to sound as if uh, they're not promoting a good product. But uh, I truly believe he believes in that, that part of what they're supposed to do is be fun to watch. And I'm sure that he gets some buy-in from the players in that, say, look, we're obviously going to play winning. You know, our goal is to play winning hockey. 
but we're not going to we're going to do it in a style too that as a player you can have fun with too and i think that has been part of the buy in as to why there's been a really good player coach relationship here so far no question there was more than once in that game where i saw both defensemen down in the zone you know whether it was samuelson and dalin or whether it was power and yoki haru I, I you know it was more than once i saw that where and then it was good rotation by the Sabres because then I looked back at the point and they were covered. You know, the forwards got back, recognizing that the defense was in the zone. So, uh, but uh, again, I don't think, you know, Granado's going to have a real, you know, it's a read. You know, do you read it correctly where, you know, you get one's in there and then the other one can get to the net? That's usually when you get both guys in there is, okay, one guy's in there, and now the Owen has a read where he can come down free down the slot or something something like that and uh, set himself up for an opportunity. 5-3, Sabres over the Flyers. Buffalo sweeping the weekend home and home with Philadelphia. New Jersey is next on the table on Thursday. And, Paul, as we look ahead here, the uh, the season has just four games left, but the end of the season here actually is quite easy on the Sabres uh, in terms of games played. They'll have just games this week, Thursday and Saturday, and then some more time off before they finish the following Thursday and Friday. So um, not much left in terms of tough travel uh, or any sort of grueling stretch here as uh, as they start to close it out here. Their, their chance to finish strong, if you look at how the schedule sets up, and the quality of opponent maybe not being as high as it was for a, a while here that we've had uh, really gives them a chance to finish the season on a high note. Well, they've won three out of four games, and they haven't been able to put a four-game winning streak together this year. A couple of three-gamers. I think the opportunity at least is least there. Now, I'm not sure. I never, especially when you're talking about bottom teams, I'm not chalking up any wins. But uh, as you mentioned, you play the Devils on the road, and then you play the Islanders. The Islanders have given them problems uh, over the years. But, you know, you, I think at least the opportunity is there to put together a four-game winning streak before the season ends. Then you go into Boston. That's a heavy That's a heavy lift, depending on if the Bruins need that game or not to be have a better spot in the standings. Uh, and then you end with Chicago. But, you know, I, at least the opportunity is there to get a four-game winning streak before this season is over. And, you know, can they carry it over into next season? That's a tough ask, you know, that one season carries over into the next because you've got different players on the team than than you finish up with. And uh, But I think what it does, it at least lets these players who are going to be around feel good about themselves and feel good about the prospects of being a better team next year of going and working on the things that the coaching staff wants them to work on in the off season. For some of them, it's getting stronger uh, just because they're 19 years old or they're 20 years old and, you know, they're still trying to build into their adult body. So for a lot of them, it's just getting stronger. So they're harder on pucks, harder on battles. And, uh, you know, you might want a specific player to work on getting a shot off quicker or doing different things that they can work on in the summertime. Some of them are going to get an opportunity maybe to play some important games. Don Granado, as you heard in the pregame, talking about being an assistant coach with Team USA at the World Championship. Well, you would think 
Tate Thompson, if if he will be invited, now they have to accept the invitation. Some of them don't want to because they're banged up or whatever. Maybe Alex Tuck, you know, would want to continue playing hockey and and doing that. So you know, there there will be some guys. Maybe maybe Olison with Team Sweden. Maybe Darlene, uh also with Team Sweden. Yoki Haru with Team Finland. Power with Team Canada. So there might be a good opportunity for some of these guys to continue playing. And, of course, if Rochester makes the po- the, the playoffs. Uh, and I also want, I always want to keep reminding people because people might keep looking at the standings of the American Hockey League. It goes by points percentage because of Canadian teams who don't play as many games as the American teams. And um, so it's not points, it's points percentage if you're looking at the standings. And the Amherst are one place from being in there, but they're very, very close. They're just percentage points from being in. So uh, that would involve Samuelson and Krebs and Fitzgerald also playing some meaningful games. So, yeah, the season's winding down, but if you feel good about yourselves as the season ends, some of the guys are going to be able to continue to keep going and play some neat, meaningful games in a world championship. Yeah, good points there. And just a reminder, uh, we mentioned it yesterday with GM Kevin Adams, our discussion with him. Owen Power not eligible to uh, to go to Rochester at season's end if they are to make the postseason. This is part of the collective bargain agreement. He was not on the list uh, at that time, so uh, in case you were thinking about Power. Uh, Paul, let's finish with Darlene. We mentioned his impact on those early goals. He's now at 50 points on the season. The last Sabre defenseman to hit 50 points in a season was in 1995-96. That was Gary Galley. It has been a while, and Darlene obviously uh, has some more games to add to that total. Yeah, he does, and it's a shame that he started off so poorly because I think that total would be a lot better if he had a full season playing the way he's played the last, you know, since about the All-Star break on. You know, and and he's just been better and getting better and better and playing great. And, you know, he could actually have more points than he has now. People might look at his plus minus. Well, a lot of those minuses came early, you know, when he was was playing poorly. And, uh, you know, so it's just been better for him. He's been playing better and, uh, you know, good for him. I mean, it's, it's something that, again, you might see him with Team Sweden at the World Championship, depending on, you know, what he's got going on. I would think maybe he'd want to play, but that's totally his decision. Obviously, it's not mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, g- get himself uh, into some important games there. Paul, thank you for all your work today, pregame, intermissions, and post. And uh, we will chat again on Thursday with the Sabres in New Jersey. Sounds good. We will talk then. Okay, great. Thanks, Paul. Paul Hamilton here on our Sabres postgame show, 5-3 Buffalo Victorious over Philadelphia. Uh, the injury report is next brought one. to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation, and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. The only injury of note, Cody Eakin right now, still out uh, day-to-day at the moment. Uh, Eakin amongst the scratches uh, that uh, are injured. The rest are all healthy scratches. So the Sabres doing a, uh, I guess, finishing the season <laughs> also uh, doing well on the injury bug. They have not had many injuries at all. Uh, the rest of the scratches say we're all healthy. Butcher, Pesic, Miller, and Hayden. So the Sabres, you're curious. Like They've been playing some pretty good hockey as of late. Where are they in the standings? Where would they actually be in a playoff race? Well, 
as of this moment, uh, the Sabres have, through 78 games, have 69 points. Uh, they have passed Detroit at this moment. Detroit does have two games at hand, so that could change. But they've passed Detroit in the Atlantic, so they're now, uh, right now, in that division, the fifth best team. You've got uh, the automatic three, Florida, Toronto, and Tampa, who are in. Then you've got the Bruins, who are the wild card team with 97. And then next is Buffalo, 69. There's a huge gap there, obviously, between Boston at 97 and Buffalo at 69. And the Bruins have played three less games. So uh, it's essentially uh, about a 30-point swing uh, between Boston and Buffalo. So, yes, even though in the standings you're like, hey, the team ahead of Buffalo in the standings in the Atlantic uh, is a wild card team, but uh, there's a monster gap there. The last playoff team in right now is Washington with 94, and the Sabres have 69. So do the math right there, 94 minus 69, and yeah, you're sitting at a 25-point difference. So there's still a ton of work to do. If you look at what the Sabres have done in March and April, they would be in a much better position. You know, Can you carry a two-month span of really good hockey now over a six-month season? That's really obviously what next year will be all about. Uh, catching Columbus and the Islanders, probably not going to happen. There's seven behind Columbus, and there's only four games left for Buffalo, so probably not going to happen. Hey, if you can finish ahead of Detroit, I think it's a, a nice goal to have here before the season comes to an end, and uh, you finish right in the middle of the Atlantic Division. Up next, as we said, New Jersey. The Devils are right now with 59 points, the Sabres with 69, so 10 more uh, the Sabres at this moment are ahead of Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and Montreal in the East. So it's nice to look at the standings. Uh, yes, they're not in a playoff spot, but it's nice to actually not have them at the bottom or in that bottom group. They're kind of in the middle of uh, that group of teams. So I guess baby steps over 11 years of not making the playoffs, I know uh, doesn't feel great, but considering what I've been looking at for many years at the end of the season at this time with them being at the bottom and me sitting here saying, okay, how can they have the highest lottery odds? It's at least a little refreshing to maybe not have to think about that here as we go into this offseason. But still four games to go, and uh, the Sabres will be next at New Jersey on Thursday night. And with that, we're going to say goodnight to everybody as uh, we put a wrap here on our Sabres postgame show. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer in our Amherst studios. Thank you, TJ, for your work tonight. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Great job, as always. Tom Maddy, our engineer. And, of course, our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. I thank you for listening. Final score again from Philadelphia. It was the Sabres 5 and the Flyers 3. We'll talk again on Thursday night, Sabres in New Jersey, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better, because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.